Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's Saturday, which means it's time for the Q&A podcast with me, Adam Boltwood, the one and only Lawrence McKenna. Saturday. And the stat man himself, Dave O'Brien. Or is it Sunday? Um, sat- well, it depends no, on how you listen. <laughs> no, it's definitely Saturday. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, before we get into it, let's do a little comment of the week on the old iTunes review. We've got a comment here. Another from one. Danster900. Wonderful uh, username there. Great podcast with extremely intelligent analysis, despite the obsession with Busquets, who is the most overrated <laughs> football player of the present day. Whoa! Oh, Dave. Whoa, I buddy. mean, you've offended Dave O'Brien massively. Danster. But he still gave it five stars, right? Yeah, he still gave it five stars. Okay, that's all I've <laughs> That's, all that's all right. He can, he can think my opinions are rubbish. That's fair play to him. Yeah, so, you know. before we get into the question, guys, let's talk a little bit about the Champions League. The draw was made yesterday. Some interesting ties, Lawrence. Um, depending on your opinion, the tastiest of which may well be PSG Man City. It's pretty tasty, isn't it? You would have rather Man City got knocked out by Munich this year. But um, at least, at least, yeah, you're right. They look evenly matched in that sense that they're both sort of underwhelming sides in Europe right now. And I think... That, that gives them an occasion to play up to. I like the look of PSG. I said this to Dave yesterday. I said that I feel like PSG finally looked like they could go all the way, if not win the competition. They looked like a team that could at least go to the final. I, I like the look really? of it. Yeah. Why not? I think PSG are going to beat Man City. I think they'll beat Man City, but I, I don't mm. think... I can't see PSG beating a, you know, a Barcelona or a Munich or yeah. a... Even yeah. like... I mean, if PSG had been drawn against Benfica, I'd have worried a little bit. because really? you'd be, Yeah. But because it's think- just... I think that there's, they just don't look, like, you know, there's tactical fallibility about mm. them. There's, there are all sorts of uh, huge questions over, you know, the motivation of the team and the, the way they play out. All, mm. all sorts of I think there's more of those question marks over Man City. But as you say, they're probably going to go through against Man City. Dave, you'd agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think obviously Man City have lost Vincent Company again to a calf injury, so... That's a massive loss, and the defense doesn't look the same without him. Classic, so um, yeah. They're, they're, I think they are with w- Wilfred Bonny in the side as well. They just, I think they sh- they've got a lot of questions. Um, you know, Pellegrini's tension is coming to an end, but it's there's a lot of questions. You know, Edin Zeko letting him go in the summer, he probably would be starting right now. Wow. Bonny's bang out of form. Aguero looks like he needs a bit of a partner. Silvers, 
not in the greatest form at the moment. So just there's some mismanagement of the club. But then obviously they're coaxing for the Guardiola type player, so Zeko won't fit there at all. What about Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid? That's another tasty one. Now, of course, Barcelona have won the last six fixtures. Yeah, people are talking about Madrid. working them out. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Now, um, which... I mean, obviously, Atletico Madrid have got an extremely strong defence, but anyone is going to struggle to contain the front three. Great podcast. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree. I just, I, I think, again, in, in knockout competition there's always the potential for things to change because it does change, you know, the immediacy of, uh, the, you know, the motivation, those sort of things. I think that's what uh, Simeone is going to be relying on, being the, the kind of coach that he is. So do you think Atletico are going to do it, Lawrence? No, I think Barcelona. <laughs> but I still think that they'll make a fist of it. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree there. Barcelona are going to go through from that one, I think. Uh, the other time, Bayern Munich v Benfica. You mentioned Benfica. Benfica through. They, they yeah, Benfica. Oh my God. You think Benfica are going through? Come on, Benfica. Dave, this was the worst draw for Benfica. Though. I mean, yeah, they were was. going into, you know, they could have drawn someone like Wolfsburg. But... Yeah, if they got Wolfsburg, Man City or PSG, that would have been yeah. tasty. But I think Guardiola <laughs> did show that he's got to, you know, even if you do beat him, you know, you tune a lot half time. And he'll, he'll cut your balls off, you know, and then you, you're sort of out, aren't you? <laughs> I don't quite get how that is sort of <laughs> actual motivation, because obviously the player said, oh, he, you know, he took us in at half time, he said he cut his balls off. I was like, he's not actually going to do that. So what what, what does that it's mean? literally going, yeah, he's yeah. actually going to do it, lads. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's um, actually in your contract. I'm allowed <laughs> to cut your balls off. The final tie to discuss is, of course, Wolfsburg versus Real Madrid. Now, Dave, Barmy thinks Wolfsburg are going to go through in this one. They're going to do it. Um, yeah, we obviously discussed this on uh, the Football Republic, but unfortunately, Adam, I'm, I'm, I'm not with you here. I think what? it's going to be Ronaldo what? and the gang. Because I think what um, Zidane's done in the last few games is he's been playing um, Casemiro and Vasquez, mm. two players I feel that need to be in that side just to give them a bit, bit of balance. They've got all these... Um, you know, Galacticos and they need these players, they need the workers in the team and, and those two, especially on the right, right flank when Vasquez came on against Roma, completely changed the game because he, he offered something different. He was a player as a natural winger. First thing he did, what, do a few step overs, beat his fullback and get across the ball into the box and create a goal. So I think that he's massively key to this. Same with Casemiro. You know, I've raved about him all, week, all season, he needs to be in there for his Oy. physicality. So I think that if Zidane can, can sort of, you know, get these right players in the team, then, you know, I think they'll, they'll smash Wolfsburg. So, essentially, the consensus we're going for Real Madrid, Munich, Barcelona and Paris to be our semi-finalists. Oh, what a depressing... Yes, yeah, so <laughs> it feels slightly predictable. It feels um, slightly uninteresting. But then that is why, Adam, this season, the Europa League is so good. Oh, yes, of course. Liverpool uh, drew Dortmund. Rubbish. Overrated, Lawrence, right? Lawrence, Liverpool drew Dortmund. Um, yes, but they won Manchester United, so that's the more important thing. <laughs> they won. <laughs> yeah. Lawrence, it was actually a draw, mate. One yeah. all. It was yeah, a draw. Yeah, you're right. Dave, but aggregate is important here, and Liverpool didn't need to rely on away goals. They just smashed them. They just smashed them. Um, because United you... were a really poor side. Yeah, you gents were obviously out of the game. Yeah, um, Dave, how was the old? Uh, how was the old atmosphere? Uh, I can imagine it was slightly hostile. Flat. After, it was hostile. After and then, no, was, so basically, what happened after like it was like fifteen minutes to go, and I think all the United fans gave up and started having a bit of a laugh. Really, um, in the in the Stratford end, yeah. Obviously, it kicked off the East Stand near where I was sat, but they were having a laugh in the Stratford end singing songs and having a good. Near where you were stood, that's 
Near near why I was sat. I was in the north northeast quadrant, Lawrence, and it kicked off in the east stand, second tier, because some Liverpool fans had got tickets in the Manchester United end and released a banner with uh, you know with ten minutes to go, which is pretty crazy. I wouldn't wouldn't recommend doing that, but obviously this fella thought it was the clever thing to do. Did the banner say, Dave? I'm not sure. It was it was just it wasn't a bad banner. It was just a a Liverpool banner, wasn't it? So technically, it was bad banner. Yeah, yeah. it does feel like uh, the season's over, though, Dave. Oh yeah, it's dead, isn't it? West Ham are hey. going to beat us two-one at their ground, and that'll be it. Speaking of uh, seasons being over, you've got Man City on Sunday, Dave. Obviously, not the biggest derby going on that day. Um, nope. But uh, it's difficult to see past uh, Manuel Pellegrini's team, isn't it? Yeah, you'd say so. But then again, they've like we mentioned in the preview to in the Champions League draw, they've lost Vincent Company. So oh, we don't know so who's going to turn up there. You know who's going to. Who's going to play up front for City? There's a lot of questions. Who's going to play out wide? Their fullbacks are utter garbage. But saying that, Man United <laughs> are just are just utter garbage. I think it's like it's like David David Man De Gea United needs needs to be sell, needs to be sold to sort of so to show the world that they just can't defend. <laughs> he did and, save. And he, he saved United on. Uh, it's like four or five save. saves again. My There's God. the one on on Coutinho that was just unbelievable. He got mm. down so quickly and so well. But he, again, he stopped it being a cricket score. And I worry that it could be against, you know, if Man City fancy it, obviously Aguero scored, I think he scored 8-8 eight eight against United uh, since he's joined Man City. So he's obviously a massive danger. You know, Torre, he's, I think he's half fit, half not fit. So he could just turn up and he loves scoring against Man United, running past Michael Carrick. But it's just, there's so many questions in this United team. But it probably, you don't even know who's going to play. That's the worst thing about this mm. team is that it's so inconsistent with everything that the selection is is even like, you know, I couldn't predict the start in 11. Full stop. Well, I, I, think, I think Why you could go either Fellaini way. still start for Man City? Because uh, Fellaini, Fellaini was actually really good at destroying a lot of things that Liverpool did the yeah. other day. Fair play to him. He, uh, he gets away with those elbows. Fair play to him. Uh, yeah, no, he really does. <laughs> um, the real game, though, Lawrence, is yeah. Newcastle versus something. That right. is the real game on Sunday. The real of course, course, infamously, Newcastle have lost six in a row of the time we're derby. It's time for that to end now, Adam. But it's time for it to end, is it not? Yeah. Time for that to end. I've time got a feeling for... Rafa Benitez is going gonna, is gonna to lead his men to victory. I've, I've got a feeling it could go a couple of different ways. Rafa uh, has a horrible habit of being caught out by people that he most dislikes or sort of most butts heads with. Mm. So either it's going to go that it's sort of like a typical Sam Allardyce performance and Rafa's going to be left really frustrated or it's going to be like, oh my God, this Newcastle team are playing like gods. And they're like, you know, going around them and they're, they're, ta- they're putting in the hard tackles where they need to. And Rafa sort of managed to motivate them. He's doubled up on um, uh, training for them. And, uh, you know, he's, I think he's really trying to drill certain aspects of the game into them that he knows they're going to need. And, you know, I imagine that can be quite motivational for the players at this point. So let's see if this new manager bump that we saw against Leicester can continue. Dave, do you believe in the uh, new manager bump for Rafa Benitez? No, I believe in Sam Allardyce and his his wonderful defensive positioning. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think I think uh, Sunderland are going to tear them apart. I think Kazawi's coming in and looked really good. You know, his delivery from set pieces is. It's excellent, it really is. And it's something that a team like a Sam Allardyce team, if you've got someone that can take free kicks from wide areas and, and corners, you're, you're onto a real winner there. And he's been really good. He showed he, he can work hard as well. He created chances since he's joined um, Sunderland. Phil, it's just, I think this Sunderland team, it, I think they're going to stay up. You know, Jermaine Defoe showed great form in 2000 and 
16, only Jermaine Defoe scored more goals than him. So it's one of those things where, it, for me, it's well, I think it's too soon for Rafa, definitely, for, for, this, for a game of this magnitude. But I suppose every game that they're going to play until the end of the season is going to be at this magnitude. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough, very tough for Rafa Benitez and Newcastle. I think they've still got a little bit of a mess in midfield. They need to kind of sort out who's going there. They've got a mess at left-back. Obviously, Jack Colback played there at the weekend and was pretty rubbish. So it's, there's too many questions, really. Mm, let's get into the questions then, guys. Great. That's the best part of the week. Yes, so, Ellie Flynn Watterson has submitted a little question here. She said, Hi, Adam, big fan of the podcast. Always good to hear. Was interested in that team of double barreled named players from the episode last week, sent in by, uh, sent in by Matt Vitello. Thank you very much, Matt. I've developed my own unique team of using players with alliteration in their Shop names, wow. <laughs> managed by Zindin Zidane, playing. At the Allianz Arena, the team nice. is Victor Valdez, Paul Pogba, Danny Drinkwater, Scott Sinclair, Craig Cathcart, Stefan Sessegnon, and of course Didier Drogba. Just wondering if you lads could think of any others to build on for the show. Mm, there now, are probably quite a few out there, aren't there? I mean, I'm thinking of the classics. I'm thinking Emmanuel Abue has got to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's there. He's right back, right? We're talking about the classics now. <laughs> He has got to be in that team. Um, Steve Sidwell. I mean, a no. wonderful player. <laughs> a wonderful player. He's got to be in the team. You're saying, you're saying no. Lawrence. Yeah. Can we have JJ Okocha? Um, So good they named him twice. Um, yeah. It's not technically alliterative. Well, technically that is alliterative because it is two J's mm, back to back, Adam. It's literally his surname has a different starting letter than his first name. So oh, it's still alliteration. Oh, literally. Literally, uh, like your pie. I don't think J and then J. That is alliterative. I'm thinking, <laughs> you're not thinking of the classic stars. You're not thinking of Sebastian Squilacci. How long have you had this question for, Adam? Okay, so you gave yourself a good week to do it, but you're apparently, the, apparently, the, the only, apparently twelve hours is what it says on the old uh, the old message. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the only thing I can think of is Michael Mancian. You know, the lad that used to play for Chelsea. That's it. I mean, you've got Michael Mancian. You've got. Uh, you've got... Oh, guys, come on! There's a really good one. Oh, Daniel De Rossi. Can I go down Lawrence's? Uh... <laughs> Daniela De Rossi is a good one. Or Dave, could you go down the route of Adebayo Akinfenwa? Oh, I love it. Oh my God. Yeah. Emmanuel Emenike. Yes. Here we go. Damien Duff. Oh. I mean, we're not going to get any better than that. And, d- and down that route, guys, we could also go David De Gea. Mm. Yeah, that's that point. I don't think that counts. But um... what about Frank Flampard? I'm just being a, I'm just being a stickler. Stephen um, Gerrard. <laughs> Jamie Jarrod. <laughs> Jamie Jarrod. Jar- oh, oh, the best one of all time, Gary Goals. Gary oh, Goals. Yes. Gary Goals up front. Oh, I love it. Ellie, thank you very much for your question. Uh, next question here from Tegolazzo. He said, why do you like my questions but never say Scott them in Sinclair. the podcast? Oh. Um, it's a good question. So I'm going to rectify that now by answering three of your questions. Definitely fire session. Okay. Lawrence. Yeah. What ideal qualities do you seek in a good goalkeeper? Um, mentality. Mm, I love it. Dave, do you Kingsley think... Coman! Kingsley Coman! Mm, <laughs> it's not alliterative. Coman. It's literally got different letters. It's onomatopoeically alliterative. Yeah. No. Ellie didn't say an onomatopoeic team. She said alliterative. Our onomatopoeic team would be that. Now that would be a massive achievement if someone can make now a we're talking. that sounds like football. Dave, <laughs> do you think the fact that LVG has most of his preferred players injures 
makes Manchester United a more robust slash attacking team. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think it matters with him anymore, really. To be quite honest, <laughs> he's just lost it. He really has. No matter who's injured, who's not injured, he just doesn't. He doesn't get life. I think he, he's done. He I think he's trying. To, I think he's now trying to just wind the United fans up. Damien Delaney. Danny Drinkwater. Come on. Oh, I was no. in the original team, Lawrence. That was, I was sent in. in. The original. I was on, mate. At that point. I was too busy thinking. Take all that. third question. Said, are Spurs becoming the English Atletico? Heide Helgerson. Is Poch. Oh. Is Poch the BPL's Simeone? No. Um, Next. Now, what does he mean by that? One game, he obviously, they're, they're getting, he's getting a lot out of players that potentially weren't seen to be title contenders. Um, the pressing style is similar, but. I think there's a bit of quite there's quite a few differences in style. The Atletico team is very direct. They cross the ball a lot. I think Spurs are a bit better in possession of the ball. Well, not better. They're just different with possession of the ball. You know, no no offense to Atletico, but it's it's quite an old English style where Spurs I think is a little bit more continental. Wow. Um, question here from Don't Mess with Murphy or Don't Mess with Murphy uh, at Jacob Enoch on Twitter. He said, "What's your favorite TV show?" Mine is The Wire. The Wire's a good one, isn't it? Um, Favourite TV show? I think it's probably potentially the best TV show of all time. And it's a boring answer, I'm sorry. It's Breaking Bad. Really? There's no B in Breaking Bad. Yeah, that is no, bad. yeah, there is, mate. Boardwalk Empire. Jermaine Check, Genus. Mate. Jermaine Genus. <laughs> <laughs> Keep dropping them in loads as we go. Keep dropping them yeah. in. Kai uh, Kamara. Come on. Oh. Damien Mdoy. Whatever it's called. Guys, the be- and of course, uh, uh, fuck you, David De Gea. You see La- Jasker Leinen. Yes. Ooh. He starts. He starts and uh, go. Oh, uh, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you, when you get in a roll, you really get in a roll. This one's one of the best Premier League players of all time. Leroy Lita. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sniper. Who remembers Leroy Lita? Oh, yeah, I was Bang average. He was quality, Dave. He's one of those quality players. <laughs> Dave, your favourite TV show is Boardwalk Empire. Yes. Are you kidding? Sure. Have you ever seen it? Lawrence, have you watched the yes, whole thing? I've seen it. It's really good. Yeah, Obviously. but it's not the best TV show of it all is. time. To be fair, the question was your favourite TV show. It doesn't have to be the best TV yeah, show. Yeah, Lawrence. It has to be your favourite. And David, that is my favourite. A valid opinion. <laughs> Lawrence, what is your favourite TV show? It's going to be like a documentary or something, isn't it? Uh, oh, you're so soft, mate. So... Are you excuse me, update. Your favourite TV show is a documentary. Is uh, I'm uh, just trying to think now. I don't... Your favourite? It's got to be the favourite. Let me flip it on you then. What's your favourite online show? What's the thing that you like to watch most on YouTube and things like that? My God. Um... My God. <laughs> My favourite online show. It's got to be Dave uh... Talks, hasn't it? Probably. No, definitely not that. I do enjoy a bit That's of Dave the Talks. opposite of my favourite online show. <laughs> my most hated My most hated show. online show is Dave, Dave Talks. Talks. This because there's weekends speaks. where I'm like, lads, let's film. And Dave's like, I'm busy. And then up, pops on his channel 20 minutes later, a fucking video. He just talks about football with the skyline in the background. It's the skyline's probably the best bit of the show. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I put it on mute and just watch the skyline. Yeah. Just stare at the skyline. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, your favourite TV show you haven't said yet. You're saying it's a documentary. Uh, it's probably uh, it's probably series one of Catfish on MTV. Adam, a good choice, a solid choice. Uh, my favourite online show is uh, Casey Neistat's vlog. I I tell you what, Casey Neistat 
my man can uh, he can edit a good YouTube video to be fair to him um, at Sanchez assists thank you very much for your question he said if your favourite clubs could get any player on loan for one season who would it be I'm an Arsenal fan and I would pick Suarez yeah, I'd probably take Suarez back at this. It's difficult to look past Suarez, isn't it? Messi, the Neymar's. It's difficult to look past that front three. Um, if we were to discount them, though, Dave, who would you take on loan at Manchester United? Think about what positions they really need to strengthen it in. One season loan. Paul Pogba. I mean, he's got Dave, you're still playing the game, are you? Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> you still in the alliterative uh, formula. Uh, yeah. Lawrence, what about you? I would go. I'd go down the route of uh, Xabi Alonso for a start. Oh, um, I go. Question. I want someone to control moving. I probably have someone who can break play. I would like to see Vidal playing at Liverpool. I think that'll be an interesting. An unbelievable something. I think for us, Spurs need a goal scorer, and uh, who is? It's got to be that Olivier Giroud, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got to be. I was thinking more Robert Lewandowski, but I mean Giroud is a wonderful oh, choice. Oh. That would be unreal. I'd also love to see Lewandowski at Liverpool now because obviously the clock link. Here's an interesting question from Kadim at Janka Kadim on Twitter. Andre Arshavin. What would your first <laughs> eleven of Germany at the Euros be if all fit? What formation should they use? Weigel in or Weigel out, Dave? Weigel in, definitely. Weigel Probably in. Obviously Neuer. Obviously Neuer. I think they'll they'll play a number of different systems based on the opponents, right? They'll play, a, you know, the four-two-three-one um, if they want to have the four attackers, or if they want control, I reckon they'll play a four-three-three. But yeah. should we start the team? Neuer in goal, obviously. Neuer in goal, mm-hmm. simple, easy. Um, Go on. Then centre back, Boateng, Hummels, Boateng and Hummels, yeah. Um, Do you still put Lam out there, Dave? He's retired, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, just trying to think of the fullbacks. Sticky it was Howard has played at uh, the World Cup, didn't he, at left back and was quite good. Um but I think you're gonna need Hoover some is. attacking potential on that right side. Ginter's had a very good season um mm-hmm. for Dortmund, so he could potentially play there. So maybe we'll go with um Ginter. Two seconds. Let me just quickly Ginter. check I'm not forgetting anyone else. I'm trying to think on who we will be forgetting. Oh, I don't think we are forgetting anyone. Germany starting 11 for the Euro. What formation did we say? Um, the player 4 3 3. I'll tell you what, Germany have got an unbelievable uh, choice of midfielders. We're yeah. talking Emre Chan could go. We're talking Draxler. We're talking Goethe. Gundogan, Kadira, Cruz, Ozil. It's unreal. The, Royce. Uh, the stacked, as you might say. Royce. Royce. Exactly. Andre Scherl. Or Shana, yeah. Dave. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, back to the uh, team. Matthias Ginter, definitely a right back. Yeah. And Weigel holding. Mm. Um, what about Hector, Hector, Dave? Hector, um, the lad that played, uh, Jonas Hector. Yeah. He's a left back, I think. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've already got, we're going to go Howard as a left back. Okay, right? fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Herverders. Herverders. Then in midfield, who are we going to midfield? Ah, fucking difficult. I mean, like I said, there's so many yeah. choices. Shit. Chan. Um, if you want some balance, so, you've got to go for like either Chan or, or Gundogan in there to give a little bit of... No, nah, I think, I think we'll go Vigel, 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 Kroos, Schweinsteiger. Oh, Schweinsteiger. He's the captain. That's the only way, reason yeah. why, because he's the captain, right? He's going to start. 
Okay, and who's on who's on the flanks? Are we talking then about the Royce? front three. Let's go for the front three. I think Mezit's going to be him. up there. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Team Muller through the middle, and Marco. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Marco. Let's go, Marco. Marco <laughs> or Royce. It's going to be it's going to be intense that team. That's going to be a good side. Mm. I, th- I think there's a reason Germany are uh, one of the favourites for the uh, for the Euros. I think we've seen their one. We've not even thought about Leroy Sané as well. Jesus, jeez, I mean, Louise, cheese and rice. <laughs> Alia on Twitter said, "Will the winner of Dortmund versus Liverpool should use the hashtag there? Very nice. Win the Europa League or can Sevilla win it for the first? I would time love running? it if whoever goes through from that tie, because they, they always go, well, you know, I hope they go on and win the competition. Sevilla just." Really mess them up in the next round. <laughs> so I think Sevilla have been have been in this stage three times. So they've got to the quarterfinals, and every time they've gone on to win it, um, they've they're thirteen games unbeaten at home in La Liga, having faced both Barca and Real Madrid, which is great. That's, that's really strong. good. That's 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 good, Adam. It's good. Harry said, "If you could pick one player, one Villa player for your respective clubs, who would it be?" And why at HJD Cornish? Thank you very much for your question. If you could pick one Villa player now, I think Adrissi Gaia, definitely. Really, Who, Dave? Really, Adrissi Gaia. Yeah, he's okay. quality. Okay. It basically, um, I feel right. He's probably the same. If he moved to Villa, uh, he moved to Leicester, and Conte had gone to Villa, would have had a similar, similar impact. I Quite similar players in their pressing. I think I'd probably go with. Ali Sissoko. <laughs> I mean, it's the obvious answer. Oh my god. Right. Stop what you're doing right now. Go on to Vimeo and search yeah, the yeah. Phantom we've Goal. Ali Sissoko. Just, to, just to brighten your day. I'm going to go and watch it after this. That's my, go... fa- that's my favorite show, Lance. You know, you see an online show. It's that video. I'll watch it's it. Just, again. Yeah. I've actually wa- I, I think <laughs> I've actually walked into your office three times and caught <laughs> we've been watching it. Which is, I, I, I think that's a. Damning, a damning, uh, uh, indictment. damning indictment of your existence, Adam. Now, what, um, about, like, what, about what about Grealish? What about Jack Grealish? Is what I was about to say. A young player, a lot of potential, sort of falling nah. off the map a little Lee bit Kozak? this season. Get him in the bin. Libor Kozak. I've, I've always been a big fan of Mika Richards, and I felt like his potential had been unfulfilled. Now, at Villa, I feel like, I don't want to say he's found his level, but maybe he's not quite as good as I thought he was. Mm. I reckon no, so. I, I, because I think that's unfair on players. I think. Do you think? Yeah, I, I, he's not under. Um, you know, he's not. He's not under a manager. I imagine he would prefer to play under at the moment. Uh, I still think Mitch, Mika Richards has got a higher level than this, and for that reason, he should go to the Euros. I, well, I mean, you've, <laughs> you've gone way overboard there. You think most saying that? Sorry, no, you're right. You need a quality <laughs> manager to do well. Probably should. Yeah. Go to- yeah, no, he should start at the Euros. He should yeah. start. Um, Shannon Andrade on Twitter says, opinions on how Arsenal can restructure over the summer. Manager change, question mark, player change, or even beyond that. Now, we've been discussing this recently in the last few weeks. It's a very interesting question about what Arsenal do next. The problem is that, and I think Arsene Wenger made reference to it himself this week, he decides when he goes. And... Even though maybe now the time is to go, maybe now the time is for him to step aside, it's unlikely that's going to happen. It's unusual as well. I decide when I go, yeah, about that. Yeah. It, do you think you could decide that now? Now, because... what do you think about the fact that 
you know, obviously a lot of uh, a lot of the fans' ire is pointing at Arsene Wenger. Um, some of it justified, of course, but also the owner Lawrence. We've had Stan Kroenke come out in the last week or so and say that you know, a football club is not about winning championships for him. It's about uh, running a good business. Do you think? I mean, Shannon says here, you know, are the changes beyond the manager, beyond the player, beyond the pitch? When they've got an owner like that who maybe is not too fussed about winning silverware. He doesn't want to rock rock the apple cart um, because, you know, then all your apples fall out. But I think the the issue is that that he's going to struggle to find another manager that's so probably easy to work with. Yes, they obviously have a fantastic working relationship. They suit each other very well. Well, I mean, I think Wenger's very accommodating of the people around him. And I think, mm. you know, obviously if you've got someone running your club, you know, it only really goes one way. It's not like Wenger can kind of, you know, go, oh, would you mind moving on? <laughs> so I think Wenger's had to accommodate the way that he wants to work. Um, it's, the, the, the difficulty is, if Wenger were to step aside, uh, if he did decide to step down, who is the out there to replace him? Now, of course, Yogi Love is the, the oft-mentioned replacement, the bookie's favourite. Only since we mentioned him on Only since, yeah. Football Republic. I mean, they, they must pay a lot of attention to the, uh, the Football Republic, the bookies. We've also got Ronald Koeman is the second favourite. Ronald Koeman. Really? Second? Literally the second favourite. I think that shows what the list of, how long this list of men is. And Dennis Bergkamp is the third favourite, which oh, I think yeah, speaks volumes. But that's the thing, isn't it? If Wenger steps aside, there's not many options, Dave. There's not necessarily uh, a ready-made replacement to step oh. in. I mean, we've spoken about how maybe Arsenal... Uh-oh. I just had a thought, Adam, and you're not going to like this at all. Don't say Gary Goss. Don't say Pochettino. <laughs> Pochettino Don't say Pochettino is not... Pochettino would suit many clubs. He'd suit Arsenal. He'd suit Arsenal, uh, United, <laughs> Chelsea. He's not going, lads. The new contract and negotiations. Let's all with down. Arsenal. Let's with Wenger. Calm down. Um, Daniel. What would be great? What well, just just a last little point? That what would be great, right? All these managers come into the Premier League. Pep Guardiola, Mourinho returns, and Wenger wins the league next season. That'd be so I'd funny. If they all just trip each other up, and then Wenger <laughs> yeah. just sort of sneaks through. Yeah, it'd be lovely. Daniel Habashi. Uh, says, do you think Man City can over- overcome PSG and is Aguero better than Zlatan and Benzema? First part of the question, of course they can, but I don't think they will. I think PSG have got too much strength. They're going to come through in that tie. The second part of the question, is Aguero better than Zlatan and Benzema? Tempting to say yes, Dave. I'd say Zlatan this season. Ooh. Is the top of that little top group of, little of players. Tree. Uh, that little tree but yeah I think Zlatan this season has been excellent mm. the problem with Aguero again is his fitness isn't it really exactly it's a good point and that's it's the only point. issue really that's that's it you know if Aguero was fit week in week out he'd be on top of that tree but exactly. unfortunately he's not fit. it's all about Aguero um, Ismo at Ismo Williams thank you very much for your question on Twitter said Diego Costa or Adoris to start at the Euros oh good it's to be Spain, don't, Spain don't like Costa at the moment they didn't even pick him to go to the friendlies so he's somewhat finding a little bit of form or was I should say for his uh, his recent um, indiscretions he's finding a little bit of form under Gus Hiddink looking a bit more like the player we knew from last season but at the start of the year is ahead of Adaris who's in wonderful form this season uh, it's, it's always the weakness of Spain isn't it Dave up front they've yeah my, my, 
Massively. It's quite funny as well. Like Costa obviously could have played for a Brazil. And that at a time would have been perfect for Brazil in terms of how he pressed and the rest of the probably side. still would, Dave. They're struggling to find the striker. Yeah, yeah. They probably still would be able to fit in there. But it's interesting that Adariz is probably, would, for me, he's got to be the number one choice. 100%. You know, what he gives, the physicality. But then again, it's a little bit different. It means that Spain might be able to play a few more crosses of the ball. You know, they have to be a little bit more direct. I just don't I feel that, like, obviously, Fabregas played um, false nine when they won the World Cup at times. I feel that potentially would is would have been the best option but now they're trying to change their style a little bit it's going to be interesting i definitely go adariz over diego costa just he's so good in the air so so good that goal is cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today in the Europa League as well. What a banger. Uh, Shrishant said, why do you think English clubs hesitate to have a club director within a club? I just think it's, there's, a culture, there's a big cultural difference between you know, what we expect in England and what people expect in Europe. And, you know, it's difficult to shift those things sometimes until you see like a good result of it. And a few people have, but very often, in, especially with English people, it's sort of not the same way around, is it? There is a certain culture over here of, which is definitely changing and becoming less prevalent, of the manager controls everything. The manager should be in charge of transfers. He should you know, oversee every aspect of the club. But there definitely is that um, the system of uh, director of football or, or what have you coming in. It's very difficult to shake that when in recent years you had people like Wenger, Ferguson, yeah. to some extent Mourinho and all those other people who have done very well. But that does feel, I don't, I don't want to say outdated, but it does feel like, say, Wenger's style of management where he is uh, the overlord of every single aspect of the club is not really, it's not, it's not something that's common at a lot of other Premier League clubs. Yeah, no, I, I, see, I see what you mean. I, I, I think it's perfectly possible in the Premier League um, I just think you need the right management team to do it. And you probably need to bring over a team of people who are used to working together, prove it, and then other mm. people pick it up. Quabity Ashuitz, I love your name, on Twitter says... I love the idea you're saying that wrong. Quabity. Like it's literally just Quabashuitz, like yeah. something simple, or it's like Dave, you know? Yeah. He asks, the top four in order. Um, I'm tempted yeah. to say it's going to stay the same as it is. I think... Number four might drop out. Ooh, we're thinking West wow. Ham's going to come in. We're thinking United's yeah. going to come in. <laughs> West Ham got to be on it. It would be fantastic <laughs> to see Leicester, Tottenham, and West Ham in the Champions League for uh, for England next season. I think it will be. I, f- I, d- I mean, that's really going to harm the coefficient, then, isn't it? <laughs> um, that's the, that is a huge problem, actually. Is that, that I mean potentially that really having West Ham in the Champions League, having Leicester in the Champions League. They might not gonna... be able to cope with those demands in the same way that a bigger club can. But at the same time, I mean, look at it now. Man City are the only team through to the quarterfinals. 
a West Ham, Spurs, Leicester any worse than than the Man City? I no, so. no, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, it, it, you know, you you look at those teams in one of those groups, and you sort of think, how much do West Ham strike fear into the likes of you know an Ajax or someone like that? Maybe that's um, to their benefit, though. The, the surprise package, almost. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's, you know, at the beginning of a cup competition, any team can win it, but it doesn't mean they will. It would be lovely to see a run for those guys. Honest, um, saying honest. I don't want to see them there. Uh, sure, I, I actually think that United will uh, overcome City. Honestly, within one point, and I think City will slip. Ooh, you think United are going to finish in top four? Yeah. My God. On a similar theme, uh, Shannon Andrade says, "Can Liverpool?" Uh, and West Ham really top Arsenal and City to finish in the top four. Yes, you're, they can. But you're saying no there. You're saying it's going to be United. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be, I think Liverpool in the end will finish just sixth. Just outside. Dave, are Man United going to finish in the top four? I do not see this happening. No, thank, thanks, Lawrence. It's, it's nice of you to try and pick yeah. me up after the week I've had. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a pity answer from Lawrence. Dave, what, yeah. I, what I didn't give you today, what I didn't give you the other day was when I went into this box... I got um, a set of United golf balls. Oh, did you? Yeah. Sweet. And I was going to say I took United's balls. But um, <laughs> the, point, the point is that I still need to give you those days. So oh. uh, either that or we give them away on the podcast. Oh, let's give them away. Here is another fantastic question from the same man, Shannon Andrade. I love this question. Which team would Zlatan be suited to the most after he leaves PSG? Not just restricted, not just restricted to the PL, says Shannon. What what is Latan's best choice here, Dave? Where should he be going? Um, I think Mourinho United works in my mind, but let's let's look abroad. We've talked spoke about the English teams, I reckon. So let's go Italy. You know, he yeah. has said that he wanted to go, you know, wants to play for AC Milan again. But right now, AC Milan wouldn't, you know, it's, he's not going to be pushing for the Champions League, and that's probably what he's going to, you know, what he's looking for in a way. So Juventus, I don't think they want them there going down this other way of sort of getting young, bringing young players through um, at the club. So I just feel it'd be a, a different step for them. They did try and bring in what was that Spanish striker that they signed last season from Bill, or the season before from Bilbao, Fernando Lorente. Lorente, yeah, that didn't quite work out. Uh, but players like Morata, Dybala, yeah, it doesn't really suit them there. Okay. Spain, he's not going to Barca. Real Madrid, do you think he he would you know um, wouldn't really suit no. them? I don't think. What about Atletico Madrid? Right, they, they're lacking a target man this need, season. They need a strike. Oh yeah, no, that's true. The intensity probably doesn't work there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, it, it doesn't. I just don't think he fits anywhere else other than the Premier League. You know, think of New York Red Bull. Ooh, is he going to go straight in? Score like five thousand goals? <laughs> Eight, yeah. <laughs> I would be interested to see how. He, I think he still considers himself to be a little bit ahead of that league. I think yeah, that, I don't think it's his time yet to go there. I do want to see him pitch up in the Premier League. I mean, he's definitely played in the Premier League. We'd love to see him over here, be it Liverpool, Lawrence, be it Manchester United, Dave, as you said there, maybe under Mourinho next season. Right, team at Spurs? Um, I don't think... I mean, you talk about Atletico there, you talk about the pressing. I think we need a very high-energy forward at Spurs, and I don't think Zlatan is that man. Do you think the problem for Zlatan is he has to accept what his role is going to be at a club if he does go to any team and it's yes. not going to be the same? I think he may not. Uh, is he 34 now? He may not be mm-hmm. the starring man. Um, but that's difficult for a player of his ego, a player of his stature, maybe to get used to. I mean, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen uh, Francesco Totti, of course, he's not too happy with uh, his role at uh, Roma. 
sort of being left out of the team. Could he end up going back to uh, Sweden? Well, he could. He, he could indeed. But um, Totti has been linked for a move to Leicester. Now, how about that? For uh, in the Champions League <laughs> this season, Totti, the forty-year-old side up front, would that be, is just uh, because it'd be taken, quite something. They've taken quite two something. players from the Italian league before, which is Cambiasso, and then Inla. Lucas Oscarson said, "If you could have any player from your rival club, who would it be, and why?" For me, it's obvious: Alexis Sanchez, world-class player. Would love to have him at Spurs. Lawrence, I suppose your your rival club is Manchester United. I imagine. Well, I'd either take uh, Lukaku from Everton, or, or, <laughs> yeah, good uh, just to mess them up, or I'd take uh, Martial, oh, just Martial. United. Uh, Dave, live for Man City. This, uh, who would you take? One of those players from each team? Aguero, and then I wouldn't take wouldn't take anyone from from Liverpool. You would take no one. You would no. take no one from Liverpool. No one. You wouldn't take Coutinho. Pathetic no. little man. Pathetic mate. <laughs> You little petty bitch. Petty little man. <laughs> Next question. Uh, You're a sad, strange old man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Gary Goals at Dayson1996. Wonderful username there. Gary said, do you believe that Spurs and Leicester will challenge for the title next season? I think he means title. Um, will they challenge for the title next season? I think it's going to be very interesting because obviously Guardiola is coming in. A lot of people are saying already that Manchester City are going to be the favourites because of that appointment. We're yet to see whether Manchester United are going to appoint Mourinho because obviously have a big impact. I think Liverpool, I think Liverpool and the Jurgen Klopp next season are going to be a completely different package to what they are this season. So I think it's going to be harder for Spurs and Leicester to challenge for the title next season. But I think they'll still be... There or thereabouts. Highly un- no, I think this is a highly unusual season. I think Spurs I think, will still challenge for it. I, I wonder. Think, I think Leicester, like I say, a lot depends on what happens in the summer. Who are Leicester going to bring in in the summer? Will they be able to attract uh, a certain class of player, likely being the uh, the champions of England? I think that's going to be the interesting thing. Whether, <laughs> whether a player wants to go to Leicester, say, over, I don't know, United... Despite the fact United may well finish outside the top four, they might not have Champions League football, United will still have a certain appeal over, say, Leicester. So, Adam, I still find it quite funny that, um, as, a, as a Tottenham fan, you still lack the, the mentality to win the league. You're not even, you're not even counting yourself as challengers. <laughs> this season? Yeah, right now. Like, Leicester have already won the league. Let's play it down, boys. How many games have Leicester lost this season? Three yeah, they, games. They could still lose more games, though, Adam. They could, but... I think yeah. the, the most telling stat was uh, we've got eight games left, right? And of all the opponents that Leicester have got left, in the corresponding fixtures earlier in the season, they gained 20 points from those fixtures. Okay. Spurs gained 10 from the corresponding fixtures. Now, of course, you know, home and away, yeah, but there's, the pressure there's counts, there's different situations. There, yeah. But I just think we have got to make up five points on Leicester in the next eight games. We've made... We've made up one point in the last 10 games. So I don't think we are going to catch up with Leicester. How many points? Do you, how many games do you tend to be able to lose to you know, still win the title? Was it so, five or six? Yeah, it's around five so, and six, I think. Yeah, Arsenal have already lost seven. <laughs> Spurs have lost uh, four so far. I just, think, I just think Leicester are... I think Leicester are going to do it. I really do think they're going to do it. Um, okay. I mean... That could also be just Adam trying to play the underdog. So, mm. really, no, Dave. Yeah, you know, obviously the Spurs team listens to the podcast. So I don't want to, you know, I want to keep the expectations it, low. It's still the butterfly effect, Adam. 
What's that mean? Well, things like, you know, the ripples. The old ripples. Yep, in time. <laughs> BPL, oh my God. BPL team of the season with only one player per team, says Benjamin. Ooh, a good one. That's bloody tough. Now, Surely we picked that in a few weeks' time. That's a bit of a stupid thing to do it right now. Someone might come into uh, an incredible run of form. Surely. Let's do it quickly. Come on, we can do it quickly. Right. Uh, Goalkeeper. At this moment, then. Okay? Goalkeeper. Ready. Goalkeeper. David De Gea. Uh, <laughs> I suppose no other Manchester United player is going to get in the team. So yeah, 100%. I'm happy yeah. okay, with right. that. Right De- back. He's last season in the Premier League as well. So you know. Right yeah. back. Let's sell him to Real. Right back. Let's put in Bellerin. No other Arsenal players get in this team. Not Mezzet. Um, oh, Mezzet that one up. I don't like Mezzet. Ooh, I'm I not, don't like I, him. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a Mezzet as a fan. Team of the season, I guess. You, he's, got, he's in with a shout. He's in with a shout. Yeah, considering he got the most assists in the Premier League this season. He's <laughs> uh, just, just not... I know what you mean though, Adam. That feel. It's just not there, is it? He doesn't, t- he doesn't turn up. You know. Well, he does because he's had a lot of assists, but all right. I don't think he turns up when it matters. Yeah, okay. He hasn't so, got the, in many ways, he hasn't got the mentality, Lance. He hasn't got the mentality. <laughs> um, if you want to put an Ozil, I'm happy to, to um, Bellerin then. But well, who else would you right, put there? Let me tell you a fantastic uh, story while you think of right backs. So, um, Greg from Squawker went to interview Jamie Vardy for the Football Republic this week. Thank you very much, Greg. Uh, we sent him a but list he of went qu- for the Football Republic? He went for the Football Republic. We asked uh, a series Someone of... Someone your best presenters. We asked a series of questions about, you know, 10 things you didn't know about Jamie Vardy, some questions that, you know, uh, to find out some facts that people may not know. The question was, what is your favourite film? Uh, <laughs> and Jamie Vardy said, oh, you know, I'm a fan of the classics, so Armageddon. This is, was his response, which was, I couldn't believe, but also I could because it's Jamie Vardy. I'm a fan of the classics. You know. Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially my greatest okay, worst film. Yeah, it's it's like, what are you talking about? Um, favourites. Do you mean the classics on uh, Netflix? Yeah. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's last movie. Right back. Come on. Right, it's we're going to go, go with Seamus Coleman. Really? Okay. Centre-backs. Um, it's tempting to say Toby Aldevera, one of the best in the but then, season. Then but you've not got Harry Kane, have exactly. you? Exactly. This is a tough question, Benjamin Warden. Uh, I'm going to go um, what's it, Van, Van Dyke from Southampton. Good shout. I like that. I like that uh, a lot. Um, what about Wes Morgan? Oh, we can't play the fucking Leicester player. You're right. <laughs> Answer the own question. Um, uh, John Terry? No, no, no. <laughs> What Again, about... I don't like John Terry. <laughs> what about... This is hard, isn't it? Is it yeah, because you've got to save your picks. Um... Vincent Company. When he's been in the team... <sighs> send back, send back, send back. What about... <laughs> Someone from Stoke? Uh... From... No, you could go with um, Shawcross, but he's been in and out. Of the t- he was injured for a long period and they went rubbish there when he came back. He was, they were what? good. About for it. This is tough. Oh, hold on. Yeah, maybe, maybe that man. Maybe that man that you just you've said the start of his name. Go for it, Dave. Who are you going for? Craig Cathcart, maybe. Ooh. I was gonna go uh what about Macaulay or Olsen for West Brom? Unbreakable West Brom. <laughs> wow. I mean, they're pretty breakable in my mind. But um oh my god, that's just so tough. Because you can't put in any West Ham players because we're obviously going to put in Payet. Should we do maybe. the rest of our team first so we okay, can okay. come back? 
striker. Well, uh, no. To be fair, the the obvious choice is Mares or Vardy. So I I'm going to go Mares. Mares. Yeah, yeah, Mares on the right, up front. Yeah. We're talking Kane. We're talking maybe Lukaku. Nah, we got we've got Seamus Coleman. So let's go with Kane. Okay, we'll go with Kane up front. But you don't have Deli Ali in the team. No. I suppose him and Payet are vying for that uh, similar-ish yeah. position. Uh, we're going to put in Payet maybe in, yeah. the, in the number 10 sort of Yeah, role. well, cool. let's play a front three Ooh. of uh, Payet, Kane and Mahrez. That. that would be so dirty. Payet, Kane and Mahrez. So who is in our midfield three in that case? Um, so did we decide to keep Meza in? We'll put in Meza. We can put in All right, Meza. so Meza can bet, actually. We're going to, yeah, Meza at number 10 behind the front three. Yep, love it. And then oh, in midfield now. Oh, there's not been... So we've still got a City player. Yeah, but I mean... You could potentially go with Fernandinho. He's been oh, very good. Really? Yeah, really. been very good? Is there no one from... He's going to do a similar feel to Meza. So what we've got is Liverpool... Stoke, Chelsea, West. Oh no, West Brom's gone. Bournemouth. No, because I want to go. I want to go. Charlie Daniels, left back from Bournemouth. Charlie Daniels, left back. Yeah, Not. Okay. Oh yeah, we can't put in Christian Fuchs. Uh, fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. But that midfield three is very difficult. So yeah, we what do we need season? Darren Fletcher. Ooh. Really. It's been very good. Really. Dave loves it. Uh, I do love Darren Fletcher. Yaya Toure has not really set the world alight this season, so it's difficult to put him in. Mbula from Stoke, but he's only come in January. Yeah, he literally... Glenn Whelan. This is a really hard question. I regret asking it. I'm really sorry. Great. Well, we should have listened to Lawrence. Um, Yeah, yeah. We should have... No, no, no. Let's do it now. It'll be quick. This will be easy. Yeah. It sounds easy. It's really fucking difficult. What about uh, Fabregas from Chelsea? Just stick him in. He's turned around since Hoodie. Nah. Team of the season, that's fucking... You can't really do it. John Obey, Mikel. <laughs> John Obey. Uh, <laughs> let's go for a Liverpool player midfield. But they've not been that good. Emery Chan, stick him in. But he hasn't been that good. Yeah, but I mean, Great we're day. in a desperate situation. Whoa. We've been talking about this for 10 minutes. Emery um, Chan has been fantastic, Dave. Jordan Henderson. Let's put in Jordan. Oh. No one's saying Jordan Henderson, Dave. All right. Everyone's saying every James Milner. Chan. No one's like saying James Milner. You fucking <laughs> man. Nathaniel Klein. <laughs> Nathaniel Klein's a quality right back. Oh my God, he got done by Martial, though. <laughs> I don't. I. I still don't. Quite, you, for the penalty. Yeah, he got absolutely terrored for the, the whole game. Whole game. Yeah. yeah. He was under such terror that Manchester United managed to get how many goals in that game? Well, Lawrence, we scored one, which is better than a lot of games this season. So that is a positive. You sound like LVG at this point, Dave. Oh, we played like Liverpool, yeah, except well, we didn't score any goals. Fernandinho in midfield, we've got to pick a seat. Fernandinho. Boom. We're done. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Benjamin Warden. I smoke it. That was it really, smells terrible. We did that really quickly. Gary goes again. Dayson1996 said, Payet or Mares? Got to be Mares. Mares. Mares is an exceptional player. Oh. Um, next question here from Andres Pereira, not the Andres Pereira. Do you think we will see more teams use two forwards or even three centre backs next season? Interesting we'll question. Yes, a hundred percent. Conte's coming in. Yeah, exactly. Guardiola's coming in. Loves well, a back three. 
Southampton been doing it. Who else has been doing it? There's been another team in the Premier League doing it. Uh, didn't Big Sam go beat the three at the back at one point? Yeah. Yeah. They were at four or five. Van, Van Olvel at left back. Marcello Pep Bielsa says, is the Premier League all hype? Overrated, overhyped, tactically stale league. Um, that's an interesting question. It's one we've 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 talked about before on the podcast. This season in the Premier League, it's undoubtedly one of the most unpredictable, one of the most entertaining seasons we've ever seen. But there is that caveat almost that tactically it's not quite up there, is it, Dave? Yeah, it's been been poor tactically, you'd say. You'd say the the, the teams with the most resource aren't winning, um, which is in a way it's it's not it's not like a bad thing, but you'd say Leicester are very uh, tactically have been excellent, but then you'd yes. say the rest of the t- the rest of the team oh Poch Poch as well, so Spurs, but then you'd say the rest of the teams have been very very poor. Wenger's made a number of mistakes. Elvidge, you don't know what he's doing. Um, obviously Brendan Rodgers at the start and Klopp's coming now, so that you know next season we'll see that. A tactical evolution there. Man City just look like headless chickens again. They, well, how much money do they spend in the summer? 150 million, yeah. and they can't they can't find a system that fits those players in. So yeah, I think it's been awful. That's the thing, isn't it? It's massively exciting, and I mean, we're we're discussing now who's going to win the title. Is it going to be Leicester? Is it going to be Spurs? Maybe not Arsenal, but there is that lack of quality, Lawrence. But do we do we prefer this massively entertaining, unpredictable league to say La Liga, where it is? You know, there's, there's three teams in the running every season. It looks like Barcelona are going to win it this season where it's all said and done already. When something new comes in or something changes, you try and fit it into your current system and your current idea of what you want to mm. sort of happen. And I think that's what we're trying to do with the Premier League right now and trying to fit our own ideas around that. And I think we've learned a lot about, like, like Dave's just listed this season, the Premier League and how there are some deficiencies or some problems there. And I think that was the case for a little while, a couple of seasons, actually. Um, you know, I mean, Liverpool had that incredible run, but it didn't necessarily mean they were the best team in the league. It was very entertaining to watch. Um, so there's, I think there's a lot to be learned from this season. And I think uh, there are a lot of managers capable of learning in the Premier League, clearly. Mm. So I don't think it means it's deficient. I just think that uh, it's, it's part of the goldfish bowl and it sort of... Um, It'll change. Here's an interesting question from Henrik H. Svensson. He slid into the DMs on the front three on Twitter. You should do the same if you've got a good question. He said, considering Dortmund's poor season last year, how big of a job has Thomas Tuchel done this season? How does Tuchel's Dortmund differ from Klopp's Dortmund? Well, that is a question and a half. Dave, how big of a job has Tuchel done, first off? Massive, massive, completely changed the style. The style under the clock was, uh, you know, high press, direct football. He's changed it to a possession-based 4-3-3. They're so adaptable that can play, you know, three at the back if they need to play with two strikers. I think what we've seen is the, the, the having a defensive midfielder in there, you know, someone that's supposed to be covering the two centre-backs when your full-backs push on is so crucial in the modern day. And that's something that Klopp never got his head around. Um, at the end of his Dortmund spell where they were getting counter-attacked down the flanks and they had no no cover. So, you know, switching to a back three or switching to a defensive midfielder with two centre-backs in behind is a perfect way to deal with that. Obviously, they can drop back and, and form a back three, which is massive. Um, the, the possession plays a lot different, you know, it's far more different. They look to, it's very Barcelona-esque. They look to, uh, you know, 
pull the opposition down the left and then quick switch to the right look for the overload. And there's a lot of through balls. They score quite a lot of Barcelona-esque goals where they're played through wide and then it comes back across like, you know, a low cross back in the area and somebody taps it in. So there's a mass- it's been a massive change. And I feel that right now this is the most competitive Dortmund scene we've seen in probably about two years. You know, when Klopp won, went to the Champions League final and, and obviously lost there, they were, they were obviously very competitive. But I felt they lost that edge because they were bringing these luxury players in, like your Marco Royces, where they potentially didn't work as hard as what Klopp needed. And that's going to be the interesting thing this summer. Will Klopp go back to the uh, signing players that work hard and, and will press very well? Or is he going to go for these these bigger names in a way? Like you saw Henrik, Henrik McTirion under Klopp was very, very, very poor. Couldn't get, a, couldn't score. I think he had like something like 50, 60 shots without scoring a goal this season. Um, he's the top assister in the Bundesliga. He's looking really good, but again, a little bit hot and cold from time to time. But it's just, it's, it is a big change. Obviously, getting the best out of a Bemiang. A Bemiang uh, sometimes just couldn't hit a barn door with, with under Klopp. You know, it seemed like he they were playing not to his strengths. They were playing the, the same way that they played to Lewandowski. You know, playing very direct, getting the ball to him, and he's poor in the air. But obviously, what Tufel's done is is playing behind, get him to run into the channels, and and it's just perfect. You know, he's a very, very pacey striker. We all know that. But he, he's good He's good in wide areas. He can cross. He can beat a man. So it's it's one of those things where it's a complete polar opposite of the side. And to do that in, in what, nine months is incredible. Mm. Here is a fantastic question from Azkari Karjava. If Dave becomes Manchester United manager, will he remove beans from Fellaini's diet so there is nothing special about him? I'm not sure what's going on there. but um, Yeah. Know. The beans are the beans are getting taken out. Fellaini's going to be put with the the reserves till till til we sell him for, for a, free. Here's a great question from Faruha. What's your most favourite, my most favourite football advert for Faruha? It's Beckham v Casillas in the Pepsi ad. Now, surely mm. it's hard to look past the old Nike ad, the free on free. Yeah, that was in the best. in the cargo ship. Cantona's dropping the ball down. I mean. That was the peak. That was peak football. There was also the one where it was um, Portugal versus Brazil inside that stadium. It was like Ronaldinho, Rubinho, Ronaldo, Figo. That was... And that was the that was the one where they do the they grab the neck and they're like, Ole. <laughs> that, um the the Brazilian national team in the airport one. That was pretty good as well. That was alright, yeah. That was pretty good. No, that's my favourite. I don't like that. I don't like And then he hits the post, Lawrence. Ronaldo hits the the post or something. Really. For me, it's the cage one or uh, the one. There was a great series of. You remember when the Jogger Benito one started? Yeah. Um, that was with Thierry Henry, and those were good. Those were good adverts. Good. John mm. Routledge. Oh, well, the one where he opens the door and United are waiting outside. Do you remember that one? And they're like, boo. Or the one where Cantona's up against the devil. That was another Nike advert. Was he up against the devil? And what does he say? He like flicks his collar up and he says. Au revoir. Au revoir, yeah. <laughs> Flicks on the guard and he says au revoir to the devil, essentially. Um, that was a good advert. Good old Nike. They made some good adverts back in the day. Um, so he said au revoir. Au revoir. John Routledge says bonjour and he says favourite moments you've seen for your clubs, i.e. Istanbul. Um, no, you've had far more success at your clubs than I have. Is Istanbul the greatest, your favourite moment, Lawrence, that you've seen for Liverpool? Um, I've seen a lot. A lot of good ones. Mm, pro- probably, yeah. Just the one that I lived through. 
Dave, um, what's your favourite moment? Was it Liverpool getting... <laughs> was, it, <laughs> was it Thursday night? Well, Thursday night was good. That was one of the best goals I've seen scored against Manchester United ever. Credit <laughs> yeah. to F- Philip Coutinho. But it's got to be Wembley, 2013. United have just lost the greatest manager of all time. David Moyes comes in. 3-1 against Wigan at Wembley to lift the Community Shield. I was there. The last trophy I mean, we've won. It what was a unreal. game. Unreal. Wigan. It's <laughs> a massive challenge. Um, for me, my favourite moment, it has to be uh, that season when Spurs got in the Champions League uh, was a massive moment. And going away to Inter Milan, we were getting absolutely smashed. Gareth Bale all of a sudden turns up, bangs in three ridiculous goals. But, of course, we still lost. But that return leg, we knew. We knew we had them. And, of course, Gareth Bale destroyed Mike on. That was the game where, for once, Spurs were Spurs were good. <laughs> and, obviously, this season, uh, that is the standard. But back then, it was kind of like, my God, what is happening here? Spurs are actually beating a, a team of history, a team of a, a certain class. And Gareth Bale was uh, exceptional. So I think that's got to be my favourite moment. Apart from Peter Crouch, of course, heading in against Man City to, to get his qualification for the Champions League, which is obviously a, a massive moment in itself. Um, but next question here from Michael Hamburg. Oh, no. Who would make your team of the year only including aged 30? Let's not answer that question. Um, Sam Nash said, the Nationator, who do you think would be the ideal replacement for Roy Hodgson once he leaves? What do you reckon, Lawrence? Eddie Howe. No. Who would be the ideal replacement for Roy? What is ideal? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Alan Pardew in many ways is ideal. Not really. Um, <laughs> I'm really struggling to think of someone that I would like to see take over from Hodgson yeah, outside of Eddie Howe. Difficult question, isn't it? Brendan Rogers. No. Ooh, no? No. <laughs> have heard that. I mean, that's fine, but I, I just think, you know, people speak about them needing to be a certain kind of manager, certain age, those sorts of things. Don't make it Brendan Rodgers. Just don't make it Brendan Rodgers. Just don't do it. Also, why would Brendan want that? Like, it's just, it's just a thankless job being an England manager. Um, final question. Man like Martial at Kazim134 said, Thomas Muller, underrated? 100%. <laughs> He's not underrated. He's rated. Anyway, listen, thank you very much for listening to this week's The Front Free Q&A podcast. Somewhat exciting announcement I've got here. I have got (gasps) a free copy of Football Manager 2016 to give away. Really? I'd love to give it away to one of the whole, to one of the listeners. The question is, Lawrence, the question is, Dave, how do we give this game away very good question the best review on itunes oh that the best new review on the iTunes. best new review so any iTunes. review starting from saturday at this time gets a free copy of football manager go is, adam if you've already reviewed the podcast you need to review you it, again. it again you need to do it again type go. in the front free on your podcast app rate the podcast and leave us a review our favourite review is going to get a free copy of Football Manager. If you've already left a review, and you wonderful people uh, already have, slide into our DMs. Let us know. 
say, I've left a review already, I would still love to win the copy, we'll take that into consideration and we'll read the previous review. But if you want to be in of a chance of winning Full Manager, get your reviews in now for the front three. Very good, Adam. Very, very good. Very diplomatic. Until next time, Dave, the people can follow you where? Squawker.com. Oh. And also go on to Twitter. Do a little at Squawker Dave. Press a little follow and then send me a, send me a, like, something nice like, hi, Dave, just followed you. Have a nice day. Slide into his DMs. Lawrence? Yeah. Dave, is that interview with Rio Ferdinand out yet? Um, it's supposed to be out today. It was supposed to be out yesterday. I don't know what happened. No one told us, Dave. I'm going to edit this out. No one told us about that. So it's not going up today. Oh, when's it going up, Adam? Next week, probably. Great. You fucking what? No one's, apart from your illicit communications, no one told us to put that interview up. So uh, oh, The communication between the two companies is pathetic. It's bad, isn't it? It's bad. It's so shit. Um, until next time, Lawrence, where can the good people, where can the whole find you? Lostcast, L-O-Z-C-A-S-T. Lovely. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Bowler, please do. Or come to YouTube, type in the Football Republic, and check us all out there. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Remember to get in those reviews. Get in. See ya.